thank you for letting us gather here this morning, Lord. Lord, I just pray that just in the calmness of this moment, Lord, that we would just prepare our hearts to worship you this morning, Lord. Lord, I pray that whatever we say or do in this place this morning, Lord, that you would just bring you all the honor and all the glory and all the praise, Lord. Lord, I pray for uh, Haley as she comes in today and to give her uh, testimony, Lord, to talk to us about her calling um, for an FCA ministry, Lord. Or maybe be with her as she speaks, Lord, and maybe just uh, learn more about her calling, Lord, and how to support her. Lord, uh, I pray for uh, us as a church, Lord. Lord, may we grow in our knowledge and love for you today, Lord. And Lord, may we be a light to those around us, Lord, as we leave this place. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Good morning, everybody. So good to see some of these faces. I haven't seen them so long. Um, Great to have Haley's family and friends here with us today. You are in for a treat. I can tell you right now. Uh, would you please stand this morning and begin our worship service and joy in the house We worship the God who is. We worship the God who evermore will be. Open the prison door. We the raging sea. My God, He holds the victory. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord. May we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. And we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. God who is faith, we sing to God who always makes a way. As he hung up on that cross, then he rose up from that grave. Our God still rolling stones away. There's joy in the house of the Lord, there's joy in the house of the Lord today, and we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise.
take a minute, say hello, speak to each other, and if you don't have some money, you Some that you can be praying for. First of all, 
Frank Garrett is our person, our prayer person for this week. Yeah. Frank and Teresa were in our first worship hour. Remember Frank, uh, great guy, wonderful in the ways that he contributes here to the ministries at Mill Creek, and I know he would appreciate you praying for him in this coming week. Also, we have a blanket right here that is going to be going to Kathleen Ulrich. Many of you know Skip and, and Kathleen, or Skeets rather, sorry Skeets if you're watching online right now. Skeets and, and Kathleen. Uh, Kathleen is going to be having open heart surgery where they will replace a heart valve, and um, that's going to be coming up, and so Skeets needs to stay home. They need to stay healthy so Kathleen can have this surgery. But we're going to be sending this, praying over this blanket, and then sending it to Kathleen just as a reminder of Mill Creek uh, praying for her. Dwight Fix went to Duke on Friday, had some tests run. He's going to be having some back surgery coming up soon, and so I know that he and Betsy would appreciate you remembering them. Um, also, Donna Crawford is listed on our prayer sheet as being in the hospital. Fortunately, praise the Lord, the tests that were run on Donna showed that her heart was fine. She has, um, I, I think, it, well, she just has some other issues. I'm not going to say what it is because I don't have permission to. But uh, just some stuff they're going to be working with with her. So she's at home right now and uh, we'll have an appointment coming up. Mike Goat, many of you know Mike, is going to be having open heart surgery on February 1st. I believe bypass surgery and uh, I know Mike would appreciate you praying for him. Uh, we also have some folks who have been through uh, some treatments recently, cancer treatments and other things, as well as those who have had um, <clears throat> some recent procedures like Anne-Marie Wagner and Josephine Powell who are at home recovering from those. And I know they would appreciate you remembering them in your prayers. Uh, Buck Ferguson left on Thursday. Buck is down in Georgia right now. Let me give you the exact town. He is in Griffin, Georgia with Samaritan's Purse helping to do some disaster recovery after the last tornado that went through that area. And so pray for Buck and those who are responding down in those areas from these uh, tornadoes that came through recently and have uh, done so much damage in those areas. I know they would appreciate you remembering them. I'm going to give you a name that most of you don't know. Some of you do, but most of you don't. One of my former students by the name of Jacob Renault is being ordained to the gospel ministry right now at his church in uh, First or Berlin First Baptist Church in Berlin, Maryland, which is right next to Ocean City, Maryland. I had the honor and privilege of being Jacob's youth minister, and so this is a monumental moment in his life as he's being ordained to ministry. And I would appreciate you praying for Jacob and lifting his family up. Some of you probably know his mom, Patty Renault, who is a physical education teacher at Colonial Elementary, has been for a long time. So remember them. And I'm sure you have prayer requests on your hearts and minds as well. So as we go to the Lord of Prayer this morning, let me just invite you to either affirm what I'm praying or pray in your heart and mind as the Holy Spirit leads you to pray over the requests I've mentioned or some that you may have personally. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, we do come before you in this moment, in this hour of worship, just pushing the pause button for a moment. Father, we are so grateful for the opportunity we have to worship, to be in this place, to hear how you're working in Haley's life especially. But Lord, none of us are guaranteed the next moment. So Father, just help us to rest in your presence right now and to thank you for the moment we have to gather together in worship here personally as well as online. 
Father, for these that we've mentioned, I think of Frank Garrett and so appreciate the various ways in which he serves and contributes to the life and ministries of Mill Creek and pray your blessings on him this week as a husband, as a father, Lord, as just somebody who is seeking to do your will in his life, Lord, that you would bless him this week especially. Father, we pray over this blanket that's going to be going to Kathleen and Father, for her upcoming procedure, we know that there's nothing magical about this blanket, but there is a sense of hope that comes with it. And so, Lord, we pray as she receives it that she would be reminded of the hope that she has, first of all, in you. Father, the great physician. Father, we pray that this blanket would just be a tangible reminder of a church that's lifting her up in prayer. And, Lord, that this blanket, Father, would just help provide a sense of um, hope and awareness of your presence in her life as she prepares for this procedure. For Mike Goad, who is going to be having heart surgery this week, Lord, we lift him up as well. Father, for those who have recently had procedures and they're going through the healing process, Lord, help them to get the rest they need for their bodies to recover and to heal. Lord, for those who have been going through cancer treatments and other forms of treatment, Lord, we lift them up and pray that these various Things will help their bodies to fight off cancer and other diseases. Lord, for Jacob right now, as he is in the middle of a service in which he is being set aside for the gospel ministry, Lord, I lift him up to you. Pray your blessings on him as he is set aside, and as he serves right now, Berlin First Baptist Church. And Lord, that you would just continue to guide and direct him in his life. Father, for our offering as we prepare to take it, Lord, we are called to give out of a cheerful heart. And so, Father, we do just that, recognizing that the gifts we're putting at the plate are ours to begin with. They're yours, that you've entrusted to us. And so, Father, help us to be good stewards with them. Lord, as we continue to worship through song, as we continue to worship through hearing testimony, speak to our hearts. And Father, cause us to respond to the moving of your spirit in our lives personally, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.
This morning you're in for a real treat as Haley Shotwell comes to share about some work that the Lord has been doing in her life um, all the way up to this very moment. And, uh, and so I'm excited. I had the opportunity to sit down and have a lunch with Haley back in August or September, I think it was. And, uh, just get to know her better from just a passing hello, how you doing, the time she has been to church. And I got to hear Haley's heart. I got to hear a sense of calling that the Lord has placed on her heart. And, um, and so we wanted to have an opportunity for you all as her church family to hear that. So Haley, come on up here for just a minute, and I'm going to do what I did in the first hour. Is that okay? Good. So in the first hour, what, what I discovered this past week is um, when I, I texted Haley's grandmother, and I said, I need to know how many generations deep is Haley here at Mill Creek? And as best as she could say was five. You are the fifth generation wow. of your family here at Mill Creek. She represents three generations here even today. And so in the first hour, we did a little exercise. We're going to do it again because I have a feeling it's going to look a little different. I think so too. If you are Haley's family, mom, dad, grandparent, cousin, second cousin, y'all's roots run deep around here. And so if you are Haley's family, would you just stand so that we can just see where Wow. Yeah, oh, you're the back, Haley. If you were here at Mill Creek during Haley's growing up years, would you stand up? There you go. Okay. Sweet. Love to see it. Now, we're going to take it a step further because I know there's a whole other group here this hour. If you are one of Haley's friends from growing up, would you stand up? All right, there comes the okay. So, thank you all for being here, but look around at all these folks that, that don't know Haley and that get to know you now. Y'all can be seated now. Thank you for, for indulging us in that. Um, so, afterwards, let me just put this plug in as well. If you happen to smell garlic bread and spaghetti, it's because there is a lunch right over here afterwards that you are invited to stay for. The lunch is free. You can eat the lunch and enjoy it and go home, but you can also give a contribution. Today's lunch is being sponsored by our mission development team, and the proceeds from today's lunch, all of the proceeds from today's lunch, are going to um, help Haley toward this ministry that you're going to be hearing about um, as she shares this morning. So you're welcome to stay. If you can't stay for lunch, but you would like to still help Haley out when it comes to this ministry, there is a basket over there that you can put um, any donation uh, toward that in. And so let's just one more time, or for the first time, I guess, even though some of y'all have already clapped, why don't you just give Haley a warm welcome home? Mill 
appreciate just for loving me um, for since I've been born. Um, and so um, I also want to thank Danny. Uh, like Danny said, we had talked maybe a little high and by in passing. Um, and then I called him up over the summer. I was like, I need to talk to you. And he was like, okay. And he drove up to Lexington and we had lunch and he's been helping me ever since. So um, I think this church needs to realize just how lucky we are to have Danny. Um, and I want to give one final thank you, uh, obviously, to all my friends and family who have driven in to see me. But um, I also want to thank the person who's probably influenced me the most um, in my Christian walk, and that would be J.R. Grable, my former youth pastor. Um, I would not be here without J.R. Um, and his love and support, so I just want to thank him. Okay, so for those of you that don't know me, um, my name is Haley Shotwell. Um, I have been going to Mill Creek since I was born. Um, I went to preschool um, at Mill Creek, um, and in the next picture you can see how thrilled I was to graduate from Mill Creek. <laughs> Somebody has to live there, though. <laughs> and 
After two years um, at the Citadel, I moved to um, Spartanburg, South Carolina, because I worked with the Southern Conference, which is the athletic conference that the Citadel and VMI are in. Um, and after three years with the Southern Conference, I got a call um, and was offered a job to work in the VMI uh, athletic department. And to be completely honest, I didn't want to take the job. Um, I didn't want to move back home just yet. I was enjoying exploring places other than Botetourt County, um, but it, it was too good to be true. So I took the job and I moved back home. So last spring, um, I really started to feel uh, unsettled in my job. Um, I wasn't really happy. I was burnt out, um, I, and I just needed a change. And so I prayed a lot about, you know, God, what's the next step? And so one of my friends, um, who's here today. Um, that I work with at VMI, um, invited me to go to um, an FCA breakfast that Al Soltis, um, who's also here today, that some of you might know, um, was hosting. And so I went to the breakfast, and you know, Al was talking, and, and he flashed up a slide um, on the PowerPoint, and it talked about the people that worked under him. And so, um, you know, I didn't really think much on, uh, other than, you know, wow, you know, Al obviously needs a lot of help, and he needs all these people under him uh, because he's running around, you know, doing all of these huddles and everything. So a month later, um, two of my friends invited me to the well, which if you don't know what the well is, um, it is an all-women's group that meets in downtown Roanoke like once a month. Um, and this time when I went, it just so happened that Melissa Gayona was speaking. Um, and I don't know if any of you all have ever heard her speak, but she is powerful. Um, and while she was speaking, um, I, I don't know how to describe it other than it was just a vision in my head. And all I could see was the slide that Al had flashed up um, and, and the position underneath him that he you know, was hoping to fill. And so I drove back to Lexington that night in complete silence, the full hour, which is so unlike me. Typically, I have to have background noise um, because I didn't really know what to think. And I went to sleep, and I was like, okay, you know, whatever. So that next week, it just or the following, it just continued to to show up in my head. And, and I am probably I probably rank in God's top five slowest runners He's ever put on this earth. <laughs> but I ran as fast as possible from that calling. I was like, this is not for me. I, I you know, I, this is not for me. I, I don't want to do this. Um, until finally, it was so much that I went and talked to this same friend at VMI. And I was like, what, what am I supposed to do? And she was like, you need to go talk to Al. So I go and talk to Al. And he's thrilled. He's like, absolutely. You can definitely make this happen. Like, we will get you on staff here. Like, let, you know, let me know. Well, in the process of trying to run from this calling, I have been applying for tons of jobs. Um, I had interviewed for a job at William & Mary, um, was a finalist and did not get it. And was just kind of like, okay, whatever. But then I got a call um, about what I would call my dream job. Um, and that was working with the NCAA, um, which is like the mecca of all sports. Um, in Indianapolis, and it would be doing what I enjoy most, which is like social media type things, interacting with fans, you know, just promoting all of these sports. I'm going to be going to national championships. Like, it is the dream job. And so I go and I interview, and a couple days later they call me, and they're like, yeah, the job's yours. Like, if you want it, it's yours. I was like, um, because I was not excited. I was not excited at all. Even when I was up there and seeing everything, you know, I, I just wasn't excited, and I knew I should have been. Um, 
And so, soon after getting that call, um, I was talking with my friend Emily, and we were going through the pros and cons of, you know, what, what should I do here, and, and listing up for each job. And after going at this for a while, she, we just kind of like stopped, and she was like, do you feel like you're running from a calling? And I burst into tears, and just immediately, just peace came over me. And I was like, okay, that's what we're doing. And if it wasn't 11 o'clock, I would have called out right then and said, hey, I'm joining the team. And I would have called the NCAA and turned it down. Um, but instead, I called my family and said, hey, guys, listen to this, because you're going to think I'm crazy. Um, and my family was just fantastic about it and, and so on board with it. Um, but it was just as soon as that question was asked, that's when I knew what I had to do. So um, after, you know, talking to Al and, and Al's like, okay, like you're going to have to do public speaking. You're going to have to work with like cadet athletes. You're going to have to fundraise for your salary. And I was like, great, absolutely. Like, let's do it. And then a couple weeks later, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> because in this role, um, I will be working with um, all of the women athletes um, at VMI and leading huddles, devotions, um, trying to work with coaches and administrators as well, and just try and show everyone um, the light of God. So um, I, I think something that's really important for me um, in all of it, you know, since I've been born, is to look back at, at what God has been doing in my life to weave the pieces together to set me up for this. Um, so in that fellowship hall right over there, um, when I was extremely young, my wonderful grandmother, um, Titi, used to volunteer me to say the blessing um, <laughs> every Wednesday night meal. Now I, and you know, funnily enough, everyone who came up to me after the early service was like, wow, you used to be so like shy and quiet. And I was like, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but anyway, so she would volunteer me for the Wednesday night blessing. Um, and I think the reason I remember that is because I got like a little toy um, at the end of the year for doing it. So that's <laughs> um, but that, I mean, that's like, you know, God showing me that I'm going to have to do public speaking and talking about my faith, even when I was so young. Um, another thing I remember is we had a youth Sunday. Um, I think I was in high school, maybe middle school, and uh, JR told me at the time, he was like, you're going to do the mission development part of it. And I was like, but that's the only part that doesn't have a script. Like, I have to make that up. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, great. Um, so I did that. And I was so nervous. Um, and then another part um, that, that I've seen God kind of weave pieces together is the job at BMI. Um, I had to sell corporate sponsorships. Now, if there is another person in the room and a pizza needs to be ordered, I will make the other person call. I do not want to talk to other people. I do not want to ask them for money. Like, that's just not what I want to do. Um, but that job made me call and be like, hey, you should give some money to be mine for this reason. Um, and so that got me out of my comfort zone and, and made me, you know, or prepared me for this FCA role. Um, and I think lastly, one of the things that... Um, God has really done in my life recently is really made me stop and think before I make a decision. Um, I think a lot of times I would just kind of be like, oh yeah, this feels right, I'll do this. Um, but now I stop and think like, okay God, is this part of your will um, for my life? So, um, I won't lie, this year has been um, probably the toughest 
spiritually for me, um, which Danny says is a good thing because it means the devil's coming after you. But um, it's been nice to see the little reminders God puts in my way every day as like a, no, this is what you're supposed to be doing. And one of those was recently. Um, uh, the FCA board, um, along with me and Al, are doing the Mark Batterson Draw the Circle Prayer Challenge, which I think the church has done before. Um, and day 20 reads, you'll never be ready. You'll never be ready to start a business or go back to school or move to the mission field. You'll never be ready financially, emotionally, or spiritually. You'll never have enough faith, enough cash, or enough courage. And if you're looking for an excuse, you will always find one. If you wait until you're ready, you'll be waiting for the rest of your life. God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the call. And that last line really got me. Because this past week, um, every Monday we have a post-wide huddle where anybody on BMI's campus can come to this quick 45-minute huddle. And this one cadet athlete basically quoted the entire book of Job. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I can quote John 3.16. <laughs> I do not know the Bible. I'm just not good with that stuff. And that's something I certainly want to get better at, but it's just not, it's not who I am. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, how am I supposed to be leading these kids when they're, you know, so much better at this stuff than me? Um, but then I read that little line, you know, God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. And I'm like, okay, all right, I guess I'll, you know, let it go for now, God. Um, and to that same point, I've been trying to read more of the Bible lately. Um, and I came across um, Psalm 16.3 which says, how excellent are the Lord's faithful people. My greatest pleasure is to be with them. And this verse stuck out to me because I realized how uplifted and happy I am when I'm at church and around these people. Um, and I'm like, wow, I get to do that all the time now. Like, I get to be around these cadet athletes who just have a heart for God. Um, and, and that's just like awesome because now that's, that's my full-time job. And then another cadet said this past Monday, um, which really hit me hard, said, faith ends when anxiety begins, which is, you know, really hard for someone like me who worries about the sun coming up. <laughs> um, so it's been, it's been difficult trying to turn things over to God and be like, okay, you know, I, this is going to be very much outside of my comfort zone, um, but this is, what, this is what you want me to do, God, so I'll, I'll do it. Um, and then lastly, I, I read this verse just recently, um, and it's John 16:33. I have told you this so that you will have peace by being united to me. The world will make you suffer, but be brave. I have defeated the world. And so why do I need to worry about the sun coming up when our God has already defeated the world? Mm -hmm. um, so I want to, again, that's kind of my testimony and how I ended up here, but I also want to talk about Mill Creek. Um, the building and the people may change, but Mill Creek is a powerful place. Um, I know Al and I get caught up in the numbers a lot, you know, like, oh, we only had such, you know, we only had 10 people at, at a huddle or whatever, but it doesn't matter. Because what matters is how you're affecting the people and who you're affecting. And I think it's fantastic that Mill Creek still does the mission trips in the Dominican Republic and, and all over these places. But Mill Creek has such a profound, I mean, the effect they have on the community is amazing. People know who Mill Creek is. And you're influencing people like me who have been here for forever. Um, and again, it's not like the youth group was just doing all this amazing stuff. We were just fellowshipping down in the youth room and just having a good time. 
And so I want to read um, some lyrics um, from one of my favorite songs right now. And it's called Old Church Basement. And it says, we got together every Wednesday night, about 30 teenagers. My friend Josh bought a cheap guitar and barely knew how to play it. He wasn't putting on a show, wasn't well known, wasn't trying to be famous, but we sure touched heaven in that old church basement. And these friendships that I've created at Mill Creek have spanned a lifetime. I mean, um, I think one of the pictures shows that's a reunion we had in college where JR just got us all together and we just had dinner. Um, and that's all it takes. And now all my friends are here to see me today, which just means so much. And then the next picture shows us at a wedding um, this past summer. I mean, these friendships have lasted forever. And it's because God put them in my life for that reason. So, uh, to conclude, and I talked fast again, sorry, Danny. Um, <laughs> uh, I want to I thank Mill Creek um, for loving me, for supporting me. You know, when I called Danny and said, hey, I, I really feel like this has been laid on my heart to come and speak. At Mill Creek, can you can you let me do this? He was like, Yeah, absolutely. Why do you feel like that? And I was like, Oh, because they love me. They'll be getting fixed for when I start speaking. <laughs> but I want to I want to thank Mill Creek for continuing to pour into the community as a whole um, and the future gener generations as well. You know, I used to sit in what I called big church um, in the sanctuary and think like, Oh my gosh, I could never sit up there. I could never talk up there or you know whatever. And now here I am. Um, and so you're impacting the youth. Uh, of today, the youth of the past, um, and just spreading God's light, um, which is what it's all about. So um, thank you all for allowing me to be here today. Uh, Haley, thank you for sharing. We did this in the, the first hour, too. We're going to open it up for questions. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to have her clarify just a couple of things for you, though, just so you can you can kind of um, catch a glimpse of all of this. Your degree from Radford was in what? Communications. Okay. And so at, it, it's interesting to me that the Lord is taking you to military campuses, but that's that's cool, too. Uh, so to the, to the Citadel, you did what? Um, I was in charge of athletic communications, so I did like publication, social media, compiled stats, things like that. And went to all the home events. <coughs> and then with the SEC down in that area, did the same thing? Yes, with the conference, I did the same thing. Um, and then my role at BMI, I was the Associate Athletic Director for External Operations. So I did like uh, marketing, corporate sponsorships, social media, um, kind of bigger picture stuff. What, what um, caught my attention when Haley and I first met for lunch was she was telling me about this dream job. We all have dream jobs. We have those jobs in which we go, man, that would be it. If I could land that, that would be it. And that's what the NCAA job was for you. And when you traveled out to Indianapolis, you traveled out there thinking, hallelujah, I am arriving. Isn't it interesting how God can take our dreams and turn them into nightmares? <laughs> but replace it with an even better dream. And not that that was a nightmare, because I know you would have excelled in that position as well. And um, But I did think that was really, because as a guy, I'm sitting here going, man, if I could 
work for the NCAA and go to the Final Four and go to all the bowl games and interview. That'd be, that would be like a dream job for sure, just doing all of that. But I can tell you, being in ministry, you have just landed the dream job for sure. Uh, and I know that sometimes God uses billboards to move us or to get our attention. And, um, and so I'm grateful for Haley. I'm grateful for having the opportunity to have gotten to know her better. Um, the man she's going to be working for, some of you all may know, or working with, I should say, Al Soltis. Al, I think Al's right here. Al Soltis, for five years, was the FCA coordinator for the Roanoke Valley. And so I got to know Al through that um, through his position here. And when he took the job at VMI, I was like, no, we can't lose Al. He is doing such a great job with student athletes here in the Roanoke Valley. And uh, Mill Creek has always had a heart for FCA and, and the huddle that meets at the North Star as well as CAMS. And while JR was there, I was over at War Botetot trying to do the same thing with FCA. Between JR and I, we felt like, yeah, we've got Botetot covered and Al was a big part of that. Al would come in August um, at the end of a football practice at the beginning of football season and Al would roll up in his pickup truck with some watermelons in the back and a big machete and a metal old metal sign and he would lay that sign down and he would just start whacking watermelon with that machete. And the football players would come over and they'd get watermelon and they'd stand there and then Al would share the gospel with them. I loved being a part of that because Al was impacting local athletes and now he's impacting athletes at VMI. And I love the fact that Haley is going to take his, I mean, that Haley's going to work with him <laughs> there at VMI uh, because they're going to be a dynamic duo up there. And so I wanted you to hear from one of your own, Bill Creek, somebody who grew up here, was born here, raised here, but has gone out of here and now is serving as a missionary, if you would, on VMI's campus, or will be starting in May, right? Your, your current job will end and you'll pick this one up and start working with FCA in May. Um, it, came a it came to a point where Haley and I were having a conversation one day and I said, Haley, I know you've already done this because I, I know what you're going into. You have to have done this. I said, I just, I need you to tell me what do you need? What, sh what do you need to survive annually? And she shared that with me to the dollar. She shared with me, here's what, here's what I, I need. And so I brought that before our mission development team and our mission development team has already um, set aside $3,000 that's going to be going to Haley um, as a startup. The lunch money today is going to be going to Haley to help with that. And I wanted you to hear from Haley so that when we start budget talks in, in the summer and you start hearing, wow, the stupid pastor would like to put a line item in here for a missionary named Haley, you're going to know who Haley is. Okay? And why I feel strongly that we should, as her home church, help support her financially in this calling in her life. And so wanted you to be able to hear that. But again, also wanted you to just hear, whenever God is moving in the hearts of his people, it is great to hear the testimony because I think it encourages all of us. And so I hope that Haley has been an encouragement to you this morning. And can we do this hour like we did last? Good. Head on out there then. Um, I'm asking Haley to just stand in the center aisle. Church, I'm going to ask you to stand up. And if you want to get your hand on Haley, or if you want to put your hand on somebody who's got their hand on Haley, or if you just want to reach out your hand toward Haley, 
We're going to just pray over her and commission her in this ministry that she's getting ready to get involved with, uh, that she's already involved with there at BMI, and set her aside for this ministry. Lord Jesus, we come to you at this moment thanking you for Haley Shotwell, for the life you created in her. Father, we're reminded in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, that we are your workmanship, your handiwork, that you have created with plans and purposes in mind for us. And even though we have dreams, Lord, your plans and purposes can blow all of our dreams out of the water. And so, Lord, I pray for Haley as right now we are sending her out of Mill Creek into this ministry there at VMI. Lord, I pray that just as you have emboldened her through your spirit to get her to a place where she's willing and able to talk in front of people, where she's able to share the gospel message with cadets and others up in that on that campus and whoever you bring across her path, Lord, that your spirit would continue to use her, speak through her, and may your message be heard, not Haley's. Father, continue to give her what she needs as she is read. You qualify those you call. And so, Father, we know that you're going to continue to do that for her. As her church family, Lord, we'll be praying for her. And as her church family, we're sending her out to do this ministry, this mission you called her to. So bless her in it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You can make your way back to your seats. Haley, you want to thank Haley one more time for sharing your God meet, the Spirit of God moves, and so if you're here today, and uh, we're going to have one more song. I always say it's an opportunity for you to worship, it's an opportunity for you to respond through this song. And maybe the Spirit's been speaking to you through what you've heard from Haley. Haley was in the sixth grade when the Holy Spirit spoke to her heart and said, I want you to come to me, and she did. She responded by giving her life to Christ in the sixth grade, and here's what God has done with her through since that time. Maybe God's calling you to give your heart to Christ today. And you want to come and make that known. We'd love to celebrate with you in that. Maybe you've been sitting here and you've just gone, wow, if God is doing that in her life, what's he wanting to do in my life? And as you ask that question, maybe the Holy Spirit is telling you, here's what I want to do in your life. And maybe you just need to respond to that. It was in a worship service similar to this, gosh, 30 some plus years ago where God said, it's time for you to leave the secular industry you're a part of and enter into the ministry. And I remember vividly walking the aisle and coming up to my pastor and looking at him and saying, Pastor Charlie, it's time. It's time we, we let this cat out of the bag. And that's when I felt a sense of calling into ministry. And so maybe it's that. Maybe there's something else that the Holy Spirit's laid on your heart. You just need somebody to talk to or somebody to pray with. I'll be right here. If you'd like to know more about becoming part of this Mill Creek family, it's been affecting this community since 1804, a lot longer than five generations deep, okay? And we're not going to stop now. And so if you'd like to know more about becoming part of the Mill Creek family, the specialness in this place is not us. The specialness in this place is the Holy Spirit of God, empowering, impacting, calling, and motivating us to go out and to do His work in the community. So if you'd like to know more about that, I'd love to have that conversation with you. Otherwise, if you don't have a decision that you want to make public, let's just stand and worship one more time. If you want to make something public, I'll be right here.